there was a big stink about NAC when all of this craziness was happening over the last couple of years. And before that, I would dare say that most people had never even heard of it. In fact, a lot of people still call it NAC, which is fine. Um, it doesn't... <laughs> It doesn't really matter, but we're going to talk about what is this NAC, this NAC, also known as N-acetylcysteine. Why was there such a crazy uh, bunch of outrage from government officials uh, over the last couple of years? And is it something that you need to know about? What does it do? How does it work? Who might consider using it as a supplement? And how do you take it? That's what we're going to talk about today because NAC is pretty important stuff. I'm Jared St. Clair. This is Vitality Radio. Thanks for joining me. Let's talk about NAC a little bit here. First off, the FDA stuff that was happening. You know, we had this thing over the last couple of years. You may not, you may have missed it. It was on the news a little bit. Uh, sometimes it was on social media. Sometimes there was a lot of censorship about it on social media. Um, there was this guy named Dr. Fallacy that was talking a lot about it. And um, you, you heard some stuff about, you know, like Pfizer and Moderna and, you know, all these other, you might know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you use the word and they put these things on your podcast that say that it, it could be misinformation. And then they reroute you to the, you know, Centers for Disease Promotion Control. And then, you know you know what happens. It's just kind of crazy. So I'm not saying the word on this episode, but what I am going to say is that there's a reason why there was some scrutiny by the FDA on this supplement. It's only been around for about 62 years in AC, otherwise known as in acetylcysteine. It was originally patented as a medication in 1960 and then began uh, use in medicine uh, in 1968. Recently, some publicity surrounding NAC as a potential treatment for the dreaded thing that was floating around the entire world started to surface, and so the FDA caused a stink. As the purveyors of all things pharmaceutical, the FDA did not view this favorably because, heck, you could buy it over the counter and it was like 15 bucks a bottle and heaven forbid that somebody would could buy something really safe super effective super inexpensive that could actually prevent the need from hospitalization or for hospitalization or uh, you know further treatment uh, by pharmaceuticals anyway there were rumors that it had been banned and that's because largely this big thing called amazon pulled it from their shelves and told everybody that sold stuff with NAC in it that they couldn't sell it on Amazon anymore. Some other major retailers did as well. Thankfully, some of the better places did not. Uh, and most of your independent health food stores, such as Vitality Nutrition, certainly did not. But what did happen is all of a sudden people came running in saying, hey, I want some NAC because it's going to get banned and I need it. Well, it isn't banned there is still some stuff going on between FDA and the Natural Products Association uh, and uh, some companies manufacturing NAC that are basically saying, hey, you know, this stuff's been around for 60 years. It's grandfathered into anything that you could possibly imagine that would, and it's a natural amino acid that the human body requires. So it's not close to a drug uh, in any way, and uh, it should be available over the counter. And up to this point, it still is. 
So we'll have to see what happens with the FDA. They've done dumb things before. They may do dumb things again. But regardless of uh, what happens, in for now, NAC is available, and I believe is something that you need to know about. So this entire episode of Vitality Radio is based on that information on NAC, what it is, how it works, why you might want to use it, and uh, how to take it exactly in terms of milligrams, brand, all that kind of stuff. Okay, so the basic overview here is that it is an essential amino acid, meaning your body can't make it on its own, so it has to come from food or a supplement. We do get cysteine in food. It's found in things like well, pretty much any protein food uh, is going to have some cysteine in it, although some plant proteins do not. Um, it is most common, though, in uh, or most commonly taken for therapeutic purposes as a supplement. And many people, because of something known as oxidative stress, aren't, or because of lack of protein, uh, lack of protein in their diet, or lack of ability to assimilate the nutrition from protein due to poor digestive health, aren't getting enough NAC. And I would say that NAC, certainly not anywhere near my vital five in in terms of something that everybody should consider taking, but I think everybody needs to know about it and what it does because myself, I take it a few times a year and I really, really love NAC and I'll explain why I only take it a few times a year in a little bit. Hopefully the baloney with the FDA and NAC will be resolved soon as uh, this is a valuable supplement and we certainly don't need it pulled from the shelves. So what does it do? NAC is, um, is a precursor to cysteine. Cysteine is actually the amino acid that I was talking about that is required. Uh, in acetylcysteine is a highly bioavailable form of that amino acid. And cysteine is actually the most abundant amino acid in the human body. And so the body likes to hold on to as much cysteine as it can. It is used in many, many bodily functions and has a very important role in replenishing the most potent and abundant antioxidant in the human body, which is known as glutathione. Uh, Glutathione is truly the master antioxidant uh, in the human body, and we want to make sure that we have plenty of it on hand, and cysteine helps to make more of it. So, very, very beneficial in that way. Benefits of NAC. NAC helps with oxidative stress, so it's really beneficial for many bodily functions, from lung health, to hair health, to brain health, and a lot of other things. Liver health comes to mind. It's incredible for the liver. Thankfully, as an essential amino acid and as one of the few things used in both mainstream hospitals as well as alternative medicine clinics, there is a lot of research that has been funded on NAC. While NAC is largely known as a precursor to glutathione, though, it actually is an antioxidant all on its own. And this is, I'm going to talk about glutathione and NAC a little bit at the very end of today's show. This won't be a very long episode because I think I can lay out all the vital information pretty quickly. But what I want to uh, make sure that you understand is that they aren't the same thing. NAC is an amino acid. Uh, It makes cysteine, which is the actual kind of core amino acid that the body needs so much of. And cysteine can make glutathione. But here's the thing that's kind of interesting. And that is that glutathione can also be pulled back to make more cysteine. And we'll talk about that 
in a minute when we go into the glutathione and cysteine in more detail uh, at the end of today's show. So how do you determine if you should be taking NAC or L-cysteine as a supplement or glutathione? Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that as well. The key here is to know that NAC is, from an economical standpoint and an effectiveness standpoint, it, it, you know, it really might be the best of the three options. It's more efficient than L-cysteine. It has a bunch of added benefits. It's better than L-cysteine in a variety of different ways, including making glutathione. But also, it is its own powerful antioxidant. So you're getting kind of a one-two punch of antioxidants with NAC as you get the NAC antioxidant benefit. And then once the conversion to glutathione hits, you get the glutathione antioxidant benefits. So very, very cool. Lately, I've heard a lot about hair health because I discussed that on a recent podcast, the uh, Just Ingredients podcast. And it's important to understand that NAC is one of the best things you can do for that because NAC does directly boost cysteine levels and cysteine is critical for hair health because it makes up most of the amino acid that the amino acid base that is in keratin. And keratin is the protein that our body makes hair out of. It is the primary protein found in your hair. So hair health, not just uh, you know hair falling out, things like that, which I believe cysteine is good for as well, but the actual thickness, fullness, health of the hair, NAC plays a major role. So if you do struggle with hair health or hair loss, NAC is a legitimate option to naturally nourish your hair health. How about lung health? Now, the lung health thing is, is pretty interesting because, um, well... <laughs> <laughs> that's where all the stink came up over the last couple of years because we had this respiratory thing rolling through town, everybody's town, and people were looking for anything that they could do to improve their lung health and to help with you know oxygenation of the lungs and detoxification of the lungs and uh, essentially the ability to breathe. And what has been found with NAC in Actual, again, clinical human studies is that when it is inhaled, uh, it is one of the most helpful nutrients you can use for COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. And it is fantastic for just about all other respiratory diseases as far as the research has shown us. And it helps to also thin mucus. So there's some real benefits for lung health. Absolutely, for sure. And of course, when you inhale it, that means that you would need to use a nebulizer, uh, or, and that is something that is typically requires a prescription from your doctor, and uh, you would want to look into that as far as the details of how to use NAC in that way. But taken orally, it is a powerful antioxidant for the lung tissues and has a lot of the same benefits. One of the reasons it may be so beneficial is because that glutathione is really the most concentrated in the lungs and the liver in the body. That's where we find the most glutathione, and this holds a lot of promise for chronic lung issues and chronic liver issues because it can help to maintain healthy tissue in both parts of the body and prevent further degradation. NAC is also a powerful detoxifier. The liver, being the major organ of detoxification in the body, has one of the highest levels of glutathione, as I just mentioned, and NAC is essential for healthy glutathione levels. Healthy glutathione levels are essential for ridding the body of toxins like pesticides, heavy metals, plastics, uh, petrochemicals, xenoestrogens, and things like that, including a lot of the additives and preservatives that are found in processed food. If we get 
autoimmune issues, um, you know, you name it, everything from Hashimoto's to lupus to fibromyalgia, things like that, NAC can be used very, very effectively uh, to work on autoimmune issues as well because it helps to reduce chronic inflammation and balance immune functions while also um, helping to fight off infections and things like that. Now, as a detoxifier, NAC, I think, it's hard to say this, but I think that's where it truly shines, although I'm torn between lung health and detoxification of the liver and the other tissues of the body, it's a little tough. It's incredibly powerful in both areas. But where I don't have any chronic lung issues, I don't use NAC daily, although I have debated it. And at some point, it may end up in my daily regimen. I use it about three or four times a year whenever I'm doing any kind of liver detoxification or whenever I'm trying to get rid of these xenoestrogens that I talk a lot about that dumb down testosterone production and mess with female and male hormones alike. So I use a bottle of NAC. Um, well, I actually take a pretty high dose of it when I take it. I take two of them twice a day of the uh, 600 milligram. That's what I always recommend. And so I'll go through two bottles a month for about three months out of the year, but I don't use it every single day. And my favorite is the natural factors, which like is very inexpensive, you know, around 15 bucks for a 60 count bottle. Uh, so it's easy to use, very effective, very safe. It's a body antioxidant that we need, an amino acid that's supposed to be there anyway. And I find very, very effective for these things. Now, it is interesting that as we look at NAC being a powerful immune um, nutrient, being a powerful lung health nutrient, being a powerful detoxifier, uh, the FDA didn't like people to know about it or have access to NAC during the last couple of years. Uh, and being that the research on lung, liver, and immune health all show that it would likely be an excellent ally um, if, say, you know, like a respiratory illness were to decimate society and close everything down for a while. Hypothetically speaking, of course, NAC would be a really useful tool in a circumstance like that. It's strange that it got censored and banned and a bunch of other things. Now, I talked at the beginning about NAC and glutathione. So let's you know parse that out a little bit, make sure that um, you're understanding what I'm trying to say here. And I'm not doing... I mean, I could do a four-hour show probably on NAC and glutathione. There is so much research on both things. What I want to do is just give you the basics so that you know what I think we all need to know about NAC and glutathione without necessarily having to do the, you know, the big deep dive. But if you want to do some research, there is some excellent information on PubMed and a variety of other uh, excellent locations online as well. Now, the Big question that I've struggled with at Vitality when people are asking about glutathione, because up until the last couple of years, we rarely had anybody come in asking for NAC, but we had lots of people coming in asking for glutathione. And what we know about glutathione is that it's not very efficient when taken orally. In fact, it's very inefficient, and most of it gets wiped out in the stomach. It's just not a very good way to go. So for years, glutathione has been used primarily as uh, in, in medical uh, uses, as a inhaled substance, uh, glutathione or NAC. And in more alternative or integrative medicine, it's been used largely as an IV drip. 
And glutathione, I believe, is very effective in both of those uh, ways. And NAC is also very effective used both of those ways. But recently, I don't know how long it's been. I should have looked before I recorded, but I don't think it's been more than four or five years that Cetria glutathione has been on the market. It is an oral glutathione in a capsule where they have proven that they've got a method to deliver it into the body and get it into the body in such an efficient manner, this form of glutathione, that it actually does build up glutathione in the body tissues, in the lungs, the liver, the places that we talk about that glutathione likes to hang out. And this is the first oral form that had any kind of clinical research on it that I became aware of. There are actually a couple of others now. There's liposomal uh, glutathione, but it's substantially more expensive, and I'm not convinced that it's better, uh, although it's up for debate for sure. And uh, there are some other forms as well. But from an economical standpoint, Cetria is the best bang for the buck as glutathione goes. The very best bang for the buck is NAC, which makes glutathione. So you have to kind of debate whether you want to do both. I would say if you don't have significantly compromised health, you may not need the Cetria glutathione. But people who do have significantly compromised health, such as some of the people that I've met with at React 19, uh, if you're not familiar with the Dearly Discarded podcast, you can check that out as my other podcast. Those people have found excellent results with glutathione, both in IVs, I've talked to people who use it that way, and also in pill form through the Cetria. uh, And I think NAC with Cetria makes a lot of sense. Now, if you're going to do glutathione, if you think that you have a, a large need for glutathione because you have you know, some sort of an autoimmune condition or significant other chronic health ailments or chronic lung, lung issues or chronic liver issues, then I think glutathione makes a lot of sense. And if you're going to supplement it, though, because of this thing known as the NAC steel, NAC uh, is interesting our body wants to maintain and needs to maintain a certain amount of cysteine. And so we can actually take glutathione, the body can actually take glutathione and make cysteine back out of it, kind of reconvert it. And so if you're going to use glutathione, it is very wise, in my opinion, to also use NAC to make sure there's plenty of cysteine on board so the body doesn't have to borrow or steal glutathione from the cells. I hope that made sense. Really, really, Cetria is extremely cool. I'm probably going to do a whole show on it uh, very soon. And, you know, it'll pair well with this NAC conversation and you can kind of check it out. So the last thing I'm, I'm really trying to leave you with every time I do an episode and I talk about a specific supplement or a specific, you know, nutrient or food or something is how should you take it? So as I said, if you've got chronic pulmonary stuff like COPD uh, chronic, you know, emphysema or uh, chronic bronchitis, pneumonia, things like that. In medical settings, it is often used with a um, nebulizer, and some and NAC is typically used in that. Uh, and and that is something that is largely prescribed by doctors, and I would say more often than not, alternative type practitioners, integrative medicine doctors, things like that. Uh, And so that's one way that it's used and very, very effective. But if you're taking it orally, then it's really just bought off the shelves. Usually it's your local health food store. Or, of course, we'd love to have you pick it up from us at Vitality Nutrition. The natural factors form of NAC is 
not, I don't think, superior to most of the other ones out there, but it is a very great form, form of NAC, very, very good quality from a company that I trust and that I actually like to support because they're a good company that puts their money where their mouth is, so to speak. So I like that one a lot. The 600 milligram is my favorite. Due to the super fun stuff that I talked about at the very beginning with NAC and the FDA, well, we can't even put NAC on our website. Isn't that amazing? Because uh, certain uh, payment portals will not allow us to take payment for it online. So if you want NAC, again, you can pick it up at your local health food store or you can pick it up from us, but you have to give us a call at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. If you'd like to buy NAC directly from Vitality Nutrition, we can help you over the phone with that. I recommend two a day for most things, 600 milligram. That seems to be a very, very safe and effective dose. But uh, for people that are experiencing something more acute, uh, it can be taken at very high doses. The the LD50, uh, you know, the potential lethal dose is massively high with L-cysteine and NAC. So there doesn't seem to be an issue with that at all. And uh, higher doses can sometimes be more effective. As I said, I do double up on it when I'm trying to do my liver detoxification program. If you decide that you're interested in the cetria glutathione, most of the research on that is done at between 500 and 1500 milligrams a day and uh, is and it comes in 500 milligram capsules. Uh, that one, uh, interestingly enough, we can put on our, our website because it's not in AC. Uh, uh, how I'm, I love government overreach. Anyway, that brings me to the end of today's show. I hope I gave you the information you need. I'm going to hit you with this again. If you're not in the Vitality Radio listeners group and uh, community on Facebook, if you're not on Facebook, don't go on Facebook for me. You're likely better <laughs> better off without Facebook in your life. And then you can just hit me up directly um, at Vitality at 801-292-6662, or you can email us at info at vitalitynutrition.net, or uh, you can uh, talk to us directly through our website, vitalitynutrition.com. So those are all options. Or you can hit me up on Instagram at Jared Saint, uh, S-A-I-N-T, or at Vitality Radio. Uh, I'd be happy to answer any other questions. The community is a great place to post the questions because then we all get to learn together. Plus, we give away free stuff every week. It's a really fun and energized group of individuals there at the uh, listener group, and that link is in the show description. Thank you so much for listening to me. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this has been another episode of Vitality Radio. You've been listening to the Vitality Radio Podcast. Enjoy your week. In the meantime, Jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it. Vitality Radio is researched and written by Jared St. Clair, produced by Elizabeth Joy Windham, with very limited help from Jared. Our awesome music is by Brian Bob Young. Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. 
Thank you. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. The FDA has not evaluated this podcast. This podcast is provided with the understanding that information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for care by a medical professional. Thank you.